0: It is Locked on Jazz for the 22nd of July. Latest rumors. Make sure we remember who Donovan Mitchell is. And who are the young Knicks players that we're talking about? Quentin Grimes, Obi Topham, Emmanuel Quickly. We break them all down today on Locked on Jazz. bum 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 You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a jazz fan each and every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, all apps, all whatever it is, including YouTube. It's Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, latest rumors, reset on Donovan and let's, we talked about Quentin Grimes and Obi Topham and Emmanuel Quickly all the time. Who are they? What do they actually do? If they become jazz players, what value do they have? So let's actually dig into them today. But let me start with the latest rumors. First, not Donovan Mitchell related, but Eric Pascal is talking to a team in Greece right now and expected to sign a deal with a Greek team for the season. No word yet on Wancho Herman Gomez or Trent Forrest and where they're playing. Patrick Kinnahan, yesterday on 1280 The Zone on Thursday, said that he was getting text messages that the deal was done. And that there were details that still need to be figured out. But it was a haul and the deal was done. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune reported, I'm getting a lot of the same stuff, but, but haven't, but not sure. Steve Popper out of New York said, no, that's not true. So that's where we sit right now is kind of waiting to see what the story is. But clearly conversations are still going. Clearly it still feels like we're heading in that direction. Kind of a wild time uh, as a jazz fan and, you know, somewhat, I think, flabbergasted being still to this day for all of us. I bumped into a good friend in the airport yesterday and, you know, like I think we're all a little flabbergasted that we've gone from the number one regular season record one and one more season and then... It seems like an entire rebuild. We'll see if that happens. Um, I still have this like lingering, like maybe Donovan sticks around and we build through and and we can build pieces around it. I want to take a second on that note. I mean, let's just, you know, I'm going to hang on to some hope for that because I love Don. So I just feel like there's a little bit, it's a little bit out of New York right now. It's this kind of backwards or as Snowbird would say, bass backwards approach of, well, we want this guy, but let's diminish his, who he is a little bit so that we don't have to give up as much. And you can kind of hear it a little bit even when I did the show with Locked on Knicks this week. Let me just, let's like remember a few things about Donovan. He's 25 years old. He's a three-time All-Star. Okay, that sentence isn't said very often. He averaged 25 points in 20 in five assists last year. He's like one of 12 players that's done that for two years in a row. For most of last year, he was the number one pick-and-roll guard in the NBA, which is partially because of Rudy. And Rudy was the only pick-setter that was in the top ten with two multiple players. But it's also because Don's awesome, because Don was great with Whiteside also. He ended up being the fifth-best pick-and-roll player in all of the NBA. Like, okay, Jalen Brunson's cute and nice and a nice player. And, you know... Some of these other guys around the league, but we're, we're talking about a different level pick-and-roll dynamic player here. Could he pass out of it a little bit more? Sure, if we want to be like, you know, as we have done to him, nitpick him to death. with it. The dude's great. Of the top 100 pick-and-roll players in the NBA last year, his points per chance, which includes passing, he was the fifth best in the NBA. Like, who are those guys that are better? Chris Paul, Seth Curry, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, Donovan Mitchell, Drew Holiday, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Patrick Beverly was actually top nine. And Jordan Clarkson was actually 10th. Anthony Simons was 11th. Kind of interesting little notes there. On isolation drive, I didn't think he had as good a year as he could have, but he was 30th of the top 100. It's elite. He's one of the great catch-and-shoot guys in the NBA who had a bad catch-and-shoot year but has become a Dame Lillard quality off-the-bounce three-point shooter. Like, I don't want to hear slander on Donovan Mitchell's game. He's 6'1". Okay, that's a legit question in a league that's getting massively big in which no players in the NBA draft this year were under 6'4", who were drafted in the first round. In a league in which the Dallas Mavericks are 6'5", or taller at every position. That's legit. His defense could be better. So could most guys. Let's stop. It's not great last year, right? I've said this numerous times about Don. He's going through a career evolution and I didn't think the way he handled superstardom and his evolution last year was as good as he had in the years past. That's a natural progression that a player goes through and that he'll figure out how to deal with in his next spot and his next spot and how to stay engaged with the team. Fine. Sometimes the place where you are and you're progressing is where it's hardest to sometimes tell what's going on. But let's... Not have some absurd slander either out of Utah fans who are like trade him, or out of Nick fans who are trying to justify that they don't want to give up a haul. The dude's great, and he's an awesome person. This might be sound stupid and minor to you. Some of you will tell, oh, it's locked just. But this is a subtle thing I'm going to share about Donovan Mitchell that matters to me. That tells me who he is at his core. When not any of the All-Star stuff is hanging on. When not any of the Adidas stuff is hanging on. When not any of the expectations are hanging on. In in multiple arenas, when we go to shoot around on the road, as a media guy, we sit like two rows back. Sometimes in, in Dallas, they literally walk right by us. We're sitting like in the scores table or the media table, like right here. We're three, four rows back, and then they go do shoot-around, and we watch shoot-around. We just see there. Don will be the one guy who says good morning. He'll... he'll, Hey, how you doing, Locke? Nothing. We're not best of friends. Don't misunderstand anything I'm saying. I'm like twice his age and have one one-hundredth of his income. Like, we're not hanging. We're not friends. He gets traded. I might talk to him again. I might not. Probably not. So don't misunderstand. This isn't some ego play with me. It's a subtle little, he says hi. He says, says hi to Thurl. He says hi to Bowler. He says hi to me. Because he ju- that's his soul. He's a good guy. So I just want to make sure we don't have any s- silly slander going on here with Donovan. From either side of this equation. I know I got a bunch of Knicks people listening. Around. So the dude's amazing. If you trade and get Donovan Mitchell, he's incredible. He's the best dude there is. He's a fabulous human. He's got a great heart. He used to, he was Ken Griffey Jr. with the zest he played with. I hope he regains it. He's lost it a little bit. And he's an unbelievable offensive force that this league has very, very few of. And if you get him, he's amazing. And if we keep him, great. So let's just make sure we got that. All right. One thing I think that's going on here is obviously the draft picks are what's going to dictate whether this deal gets done or not. But there are three young players who have been talked about a lot. In Quentin Grimes, and Obi Topham, and Emmanuel Quickly. Who are they? What do they actually do? I got panned for this from a bunch of New Yorkers that somehow claim I don't know anything about the league. That's good. Tell me I don't... You can criticize me for all sorts of crap. But since I've been in the league since 92, and was in the building when Jordan took the shot, and was in the building when Stockton took the shot, and have covered this league for longer than you've wiped your you-know-what... Go ahead and blaspheme her for the lack of NBA knowledge. That doesn't bother me at all because you're just right. So, but I made the comment that with New York players, if they ever have a good game or the minute they get drafted in New York, they go to the top of the marquee and therefore they, they we believe more they're well, more well known. You can do the same thing in Cleveland and Detroit. No one's ever heard of you. So let's dig into the facts on Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, and Obi Topham, we're going to start with Quentin Grimes, the least well known and the youngest of the group. I don't know if he actually is the youngest, he's the least experienced of the group, but maybe the one who has the biggest elite skill of the group. So let's, we'll do that as we continue. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. The Murdochs have been in Utah for over. 80 years they are part of the community and the hyundai brand is absolutely fabulous if you do the research what you'll find out is you get the most for your dollar as you've heard we bought two santa fe's i just bought an ionic or put an order in for an ionic uh and looking forward to get that why because when i did the research for the dollar figure and all the bells and all the whistles it's the right it's the right product uh, it's absolutely, remarkably well done by, Mer- by Hyundai, and then you're dealing with the Murdoch Group, and they are true and true Utah through. If you're going to go over, like Zach Lancaster just did, Zach, email me back and let me know how the experience is going. Email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com, and we'll send out a little note to uh, our various salespeople, give you the lockdown VIP experience, so that you're set up as you arrive, you are already got who you're going to talk to, and it's all taken care of for you. Ease the process over at Murdoch Hyundai. So please, Email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com, and we'll get you set up. Zach, make sure you send me a little note. Uh, anybody who ever d- goes through me on those, I do want you, like if you're listening, you know, stay like stay in touch. Let me know. Somebody sent, um, I think it was Mitch Manning, uh, sent his dad over the other day. Mitch, let me know how that experience went. If something's going wrong, we'll take care of it and make sure you get the VIP experience you're supposed to get. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Summit Cap. Summit Cap's an interesting group. They're a venture capital kind of investment company. Like venture capital's got a mean name to it, um, but what Summit Cap really is is a, is a bunch of a Utah County company, and they invested in Lockdown, On, um, which is how I got attached to them. And what they're looking for now is they are looking for people that have been in their bus- been in the business, that uh, probably are running a company for an owner. The owner, let's—I mean, I'm going to get really specific here—is phasing out in some way or isn't really ready to take the company to expansion because expansion takes a bunch of time and effort. and so th- they're content where they are. but if you but you know as the person running the company that you could take this to another site. you just don't have the equity the money to do it and, and so you can't get it. Well, that's where Summit cap comes in. they'll provide the capital for management seeking to buy out owners of the business they work in. So Dave and Jeff and Matt are Summit cap. Really good people. When we worked with them and they invested in lockdown, never once did I hear, hey, when do we get out? What do we get? Instead, what I got the whole time is... Good questions about the business to try to help us along and make sure that we made progress. So, if you're an owner seeking to sell your business, if you're an entrepreneur seeking capital, or if you're specifically someone in management who's looking to buy out the owner of their business, reach out to Matt at Summit Cap 801 796 2033. 801 796 2033. You can email me, I'll set you guys up, or Locked on Jazz at SummitCapUtah.com. That's Locked on Jazz at SummitCapUtah.com. NFL Top 50 is done today. Who is the most valuable, impactful player in the NFL according to the lines at Bet Online? Go check that out. at locked on NFL. It's been really fun to see. There's a five day series on it, so if you want to grab all of it. All right, let's start with Quentin Grimes, who um, is the first one for us to touch on here. And his background, and he's out of uh, the University of Houston. Uh, I want to see. Obi Toppin, by the way, is 24 and quickly is a little younger. Grimes comes in after kind of a... He's he's 22 years old, so I do think he's the youngest. He grew up in Woodland, Texas. He was the eighth-ranked prospect out of the 2018 class. He's the 25th pick of the first round in 2021, so he's an interesting player. He's played one year in the NBA. He played 46 games. He averaged about 17 minutes a night, and he averaged six points a game, and so He's still in the rawest of term. He started his career at Kansas for a year, and then he went back to Houston. And by his junior year, he averaged 18 points a game. What does Quinton Grimes do well? So first of all, what's super interesting about Quinton Grimes is your first reaction is, well, he's six five. And he's 205 pounds, so he must be a great athlete. I'm not sure that that's actually true. His transition numbers, which to me are often a sign of athleticism, were really poor last year. He shot 20 of 50 in transition, which is in the 16th percentile, and it's only 40% in all transition. He didn't pull for three a great deal on that. Uh, He is one of the best spot-up shooters in the NBA. He... That was the really, and you want Quentin Grimes, you can tell me you've seen the highlight through Summer League where he makes the big steps to the rack and everything. No, no, no. This is a pure catch-and-shoot, spot-up shooter. He went 143 of 342 uh, on, excuse me, he went uh, 63 of 153, sorry, 63 of 153 on catch-and-shoot last year at 41%. On three-point things, he's not an off-the-bounce guy. He was just 8 of 35 for 26%. So he is legitimately like one thing. Spot-up shooting at this point in his career. 91 first percentile uh, on spot-up shooting. Transition, he was in the 16th percentile. On pick-and-roll, he shot zero for nine. So he only ran 14 possessions as a pick-and-roll guy the entire year. You'd have to go back and look at Houston. He began a little bit of handoff action, but it's not a part of Thibodeau's offense. So if Will Hardy's going to institute handoff stuff, maybe that's where you're going to see him. But so he's purely like we. You can talk about anything else you want about Quentin Grimes, former first round draft pick late out of Houston. And we can dig into his college numbers, which I have not prepared is he is truly, truly just a catch and shoot guy Um, on offensive pick and rolls like derived out of his offense it didn't even create very much on his own personal as I said he went 0 for 9 um, dribbles off the pick he's just not a very good shooter off the bounce yet pick and rolls which in which he initiated the team went 8 of 26 shooting um, so they were not uh, particularly strong there he does not there's not an isolation game to him Um, his dribble jumpers is off the bounce three. As I mentioned, he was eight of 35 dribbles into jumpers. He was six of 15 um, for the season. He does kind of his preference to take one dribble to his left and kind of pull up for a jumper to try to keep the three alive. And that's probably like all of his off the bounce threes that I saw that he makes. Um, he does not have an isolation game at all. Like that's not something you're getting out of him yet at this stage of his career or maybe ever. So pure catch and shoot. Now, at 6'5", the defense, the offensive numbers don't look great on a defensive end. What about, like, what kind of defensive player um, is Quinton Grimes? So if we start to look at the Knicks defensively overall, Quinton Grimes comes in in the 39th percentile of overall defensive when he's the defender. To put that in perspective, the worst on the team was, was Emmanuel Quickly at 36%. And Nerland's Noel at 32%. Julius Randle was in the 38th uh, percentile. Quinton Grimes was in the 39th. So, not super um, there. Guarding spot up. So, that's closing out. He was particularly poor. He was in the 10th percentile. That, so, now maybe that's rotations, young player, not quite knowing where rotations go things of that nature um, he, he's not quite right. Guarding the pick-and-roll ball handler, he wasn't bad. He was in the 67th percentile of guarding the pick-and-roll ball handler. Quickly was better at 74th. Derek Rose was really good for the limited time he got last year. Cam Reddish was actually really good in his limited time um, last year. Uh, isolation defending for Grimes, he was super Only 19 times did he get isolated out on an island. Team players went 3 of 13 shooting against him. So maybe that's a sign of a little bit, I mean, limited action there. But on the other end, this is like where you see the youth particularly poor guarding on the handoff. So open space knows how to do it. Handoffs. That's a first-year player, pretty inexperienced, probably not knowing how to get through the screen as well in some of those areas. And then, um, so you know, those are kind of the little notes. I think you just have you have a talented shooter who is a one-dimensional offensive player that has enough skills to defend and has to learn the league. That would be my my overall take on who a man. Uh, excuse me, Quentin Grimes is that you're getting former first-round draft pick knockdown shooter his qsi which is i think the best way it's a second spectrum data point which is the best way to determine what kind of a shooter is. if you look at qsi it's durant seth curry like the best of the best or like who leads qsi um every year and qsi basically means of the shots you got as a player what percentage above what the league average player would do on those same shots if that makes sense so in other words You know, if Kevin Durant takes a mid-range shot um, from 18 feet that's contested and he makes it, he'll make it at a much higher rate than anyone, um, you know, else in the NBA, and so that's why he's the best QSI. His length is height, all those kind of things. If you take the guys who took... You know, at least 300 shots last year, which gets you to about 270, 200, almost 300 players. Here are the top QSI guys in the league. Like the worst, I'll give you as well. But Kevin Durant, Seth Curry, Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul, DeMar DeRozan, Luke Kennard, Nikola Jokic, Anthony Simons, Rashawn Holmes' little push shot, and DeAndre Ayton. Actually, I'll continue because I think it's interesting. These are the best shooters in the NBA. Tyrese Halliburton, Brandon Clark... Mitchell Robinson, Tyrese Maxey, Devin Booker, Brandon Ingram, Desmond Bain, C.J. McCollum, and Jarrett Allen. So sometimes the big guys down low um, have a little bit of a different standard. If you're wondering, like George Niang is 44th, um, Bogdan Bogdanovich is 45th. Jazz players come in a little bit um, later. Donovan was our best shooter at 65, four percentage points better than what he should get. Um, So Quinton Grimes ranks 143. Out of 342, so probably in the 40th percentile or so, um, or 60th percentile or so of of players there. So again, 143rd out of 342. It's a little bit better than if you know. It's it's he's ranks a little bit lower than a third. So he's probably in the range of um, you know. As I said, the 60th percentile of all shooters. So he's good, but also part of what's happening here, what that tells you is that while he's in the 90th first percentile of overall percentage, what you also have going on here is he's getting great looks because of who he is and how much he's not being guarded. And that's kind of what that tells you. Who is Obi Topham, former top 10 pick? Is this a piece of a puzzle that the Jazz want for the future? We continue and look at that? Here on Locked On Jazz. And he's another one who has kind of one skill. And we'll touch on that as well. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. They're doing amazing stuff. What's the latest flavor? It's always so exciting. You go to Built.com to find out what it is. And then you just keep... It's s'mores. They're still available. S'mores puffs are available for you. And they are remarkable. Brown Chocolate brownie chunk is available as well. I might have to order those. 160 calories, 15 grams of protein, 9 grams of sugar. I've been holding off. But I think it's going to be time here for the order from built s'mores and chocolate brownie puffs plus banana cream pie coconut marshmallow and churro puffs this is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar i literally now eat it as my like lunchtime dessert i'm a total sweet tooth total snacker and i'm going to the built bar after a small lunch to get me my sweet tooth uh fix each and every day uh and it's you know it's frankly it's worked um I know you can see the beauty of this 51 year old face slimming down. Okay, not really. 130 calories, 2.5 fat grams, 4 net carbs, and 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. It is built.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Make sure you go grab uh, the top 50 at Locked On NFL, but also get in on the Major League Baseball action as we're back underway. The pitcher's duel today is Matt Scherzer versus Darvish with the Mets. Against the Padres, the over-under line on that one is just seven. And Otani against Morton with the Angels and Braves also have the over-under at seven. Otani on the mound tonight for the Angels. Make sure you grab that. World Cup numbers are out there as well. NBA Futures. NBA team wins beginning to percolate. The Boston Celtics are the favorite to win the title with the Milwaukee Bucks. This keeps shifting. How fun is this? Warriors at plus 700. Clippers at plus 700. Suns at plus 900. Lakers at plus 1100 by the Nets and the Bucks. And we're dropping down to find the Jazz now at plus 225,000. The Knicks are at plus 660. Interesting, by the way, here's the Eastern Conference odds to win a championship. Celtics? Bucks, Nets, Heat, Sixers is the five seed, Raptors is the six, Hawks is the seven, so, Chicago is the eight, New York is the nine seed, Cavaliers is the ten seed, and Charlotte as 11. Knicks in the playing, and they've got to be projecting the fact that they have Donovan Mitchell at that point. That's all at betonline.net. All right, who is Obi Topham? So Obi Topham was a top 10 draft pick, came out of the, uh, out of Dayton, small school, 6'9", 220s, won the slam dunk champion. He was the eighth pick of the 2020 NBA draft. One thing when a player has not materialized a lot in a draft yet, which Topham has, I like to look at who were the next picks. So like when Dante Exum wasn't developing or Trey Burke, like you look at who the next picks were to tell you like, well, did the draft just run out of talent? And that's why he went there? Or is he just not developed? So the picks before was Killian Hayes, who's not been great. Denny Advedo was the next pick. He's only been okay. Jalen Smith has kind of busted. Devin Vassell has been okay. Probably a good pick by the Spurs. Tyrese Halliburton has been great. Kira Lewis has been a hurt. Aaron Neesmith is not developed. And Cole Anthony. So there's a little bit. And then Isaiah Stewart and Pokashevsky and Josh Green hasn't. And Sadiq Bay has been good for um, Detroit. So there's a little concern here that this draft just ran out of talent. When you look at Obi Topham. That like you can get excited that he's the ninth pick of a draft but it does look a little bit. He is still an elite athlete. He's in the 95th percentile of all action in transition. So you've got to Big body at 6'9", 220, that's just a bona fide beast athletically. He is not a great shooter yet on spot-up shooting. He's in the 40th percentile um, of all shots. On QSI, which we just talked about a moment ago, he ranked 273rd out of 342. So this is not a guy who's shown signs yet that he can stretch. He's a transition player. He's very good off the cut. He tried to play some pick-and-roll ball handling this year at 6'9". They tried to work that in. It didn't go particularly well. He's in the 11th percentile of that. He's not bad on the offense glass. And on switches, he can post up. That's where like where he's going to be valuable if he can be a good defensive player is at 6'9", 220. He's an elite athlete who can run. He probably should be able to switch a little bit defensively. We'll dig into that a little bit. He... He's a little heavy, like big-bodied and heavy-legged for someone who's got as much bounce as he does when I watch him. But he does have post-up ability. So in other words, you, you run the pick-and-roll with him as the roll man, and he he can, try, he can get down. Now, as the roll man, he was not particularly effective last year. And they tried once or twice to when I watched him, like a few pick-and-roll balls. That's just not as – like he's not going to be a 6'9 ball handler in any way – Um, And you'll see that some of his isolation stuff's a little interesting because he can get kind of isolated mid-block and go take you. Um, he doesn't do a lot of it. Like his isolation game's really pretty limited. Uh, according to Second Spectrum, they give him a little bit more isolation attempts. I mean, very, very few. And he ranks 162nd out of 500. So he's actually in like the 60th percentile, but it's so slim on numbers, it's hard to tell. But the post up's not bad. Again, slim on numbers, but not bad. What he is, again, his shooting's not great. Catch and shoot last year. Um, he shot 32%, 31 of 97 off, no game off a bounce, three of 13 on a dribble jumper off the bounce. Um, so pretty, you know, that's what he is. He's a, he's, his post up, which they ran about, you know, no one runs post up anymore. Um, is, is okay. Um, might be limited in limited sample size solely to the left block, frankly, um, and solely to the left shoulder coming to the middle, but it's hard to tell on that. Again, there's just so limited sample. So offensively, what is Obi Topham? He's an athlete at 6'9", 220. He can probably play pick and roll, but only against switches. He's not. He doesn't seem to be a guy who's a roll man. They didn't have any good point guards to find him either. He's not going to stretch the floor. Um, and then let's look at him defensively. Overall... Um, Obi topham defensively according to second spec excuse me according to synergy, um, Obi topham ranked in the 44th percentile which is like it's fine like he probably had some tough matchups on spot up so when he has to go out he was super good guarding guys on spot up. so he closed well he's a big body he's six nine he's bothering that shot. Um, he's probably athletic enough to move in that. Um, If he got switched onto a pick-and-roll ball handler, it happened very often, but he seemed to be fine. Guarding a pick-and-roll man, he was really poor. This is where he was in the 11th percentile. Again, limited action here. Uh, Mitchell Robinson got most of that uh, handling pick-and-roll men last year, but sometimes if they slid him or someone got him in pick-and-roll, he was the least good of the New York Knicks in that area. Gets out on the floor in isolation. That uses that size pretty well defensively. He's in the 37th percentile defensively, which isn't great because he fouls too much. He he ends up fouling about 22% of the time in which he gets caught in isolation, which is super high. Only Emmanuel Quickly was actually higher. Emmanuel Quickly's numbers are through the roof. 37% of the time, Emmanuel Quickly fouls someone that he's guarding in isolation. Um, but Topham's is super high there as well, which he does a good job against the shot player shots is nine of 28 when he was Topham was in isolation defending, but he does foul, um, a huge amount on other just kind of things where, you know, he should never have to guard in a handoff if he's guarding in a handoff. Um, or guarding off a screen, you've actually done something wrong defensively. But he's actually okay. He sh- will probably have to guard in the post up, and he's been it was limited, but he was pretty good at that. So summary on Obi Topham is you have still an elite athlete who wins the slam dunk contest, very good in transition, who does not have much of a sh- shot game uh, for you yet. Um, he's probably like a f- got to play five because he can't shoot. And he's 6'9", 220, and so can he switch that? And then can you offensively, if he's playing the five, play him in the short isolation area and have him beat guys off that or play a little bit on post-up on areas there? Uh, But again, maybe similar to Grimes, like pretty limited in what pieces there. So when you listen to the New York people talk about like, oh, they're going to be this and they're vital pieces. Like, yeah, okay, like great. They're not, they can't sniffed on. So, like, add another draft pick is basically what I'm saying. Um, all right, let's do Emmanuel quickly before we wrap this up today. Um, Emmanuel quickly's name seems to be, like, quieting a little bit in all of this, um, which is interesting. He, I loved him out of the draft. He's six three, hundred and ninety pounds, out of uh, Kentucky. So he's another one of these guys where you're like, who's the Kentucky player like Tyler Hero, like Devin Booker, that's in a draft that got overwhelmed by the amount of talent at their school, and you wonder, you got drafted 25th. And he's been two years in the league and he came out at a really good first year, um, or at least had a decent first year. His effective field goal percentage is 49%. So he's below league average. His overall shooting is 39 and 39 in the last two years. Like, again, like, let's not get like, stop like New Yorkers in trying to make these guys sound like they're all stars. Like, they're pieces of puzzles, maybe, but they're not all stars. So, quickly as an overall shooter, Ranks 132nd out of 234. If you go to the guys who took 234 most shots quickly, was the number one pick-and-roll handler for the Knicks last year. He was one of their main shooters in his 78 games. He took nine shots a game. Like he was 11 points a game. He was a primary piece because they just had no point guards. So he ranks 132nd out of 234. So that's below mid-level. So he's average. On drives... He ranks 86th out of 202, so right about average, a little bit better. On handoffs, he's not very solid yet. He's 79th out of 100, and pick and roll, he ranks 53rd out of 100. So, and in isolation, he ranks 70th out of 100. So, lower 30% on isolation, according to, and we'll look at some other numbers on him as well. On second spectrum, um, pick and roll, he's in the middle of the pack. Handoffs, he's not great, 77th out of 100. Drives, he's a little better than league average. And overall shooting, is a bad average. So this is an av- – app like, that's fine. Like, being an average NBA player is really – like, that's a valuable piece to the puzzle. I'm not – like, don't discredit that. In transition, he's in the 41st percentile. Um, as a pick-and-roll ball handler, he had a pretty good year last year. He was in the 78th percentile. And he was the primary ball handler for the Knicks. So, like, if Grimes is a shooter and Topham is a transition athlete who can post a little bit and maybe – Handle some things defensively. Quickly's your ball handling pick and roll guy. Like he's thought of as a shooter, but he's actually not like an elite shooter like Grimes. He, what he really is, is a pick and roll guy. He was in the upper third in pick and roll. He ran the most pick and rolls for the Knicks last year. He was pretty good at spot up, as I mentioned, is in the fortieth percentile isolation. He's right in the middle of the pack, according to um Synergy, which is a little different than what Second Spectrum has. So when you look at his shooting, off the bounce, he shot 35% last year. Um, And his catch and shoot, he only thought 35% last year. So these are not like epic, awesome shooting numbers. I think people think of him a little bit as though he's a primary, like as a really a big scorer, kind of as a shooter, but he's really a ball handler. So his... Pull-up shooting, he took 259 uh, off-the-bounce threes last year, which is a lot. Like, that's a great sign, actually. 259 off-the-bounce threes probably puts him in, like, the top 20 of the NBA. It's the same kind of number that you would get out of a Mike Conley or a Darius uh, Garland. And if you were to take the guys who took the top 50, which is, you know, elite-level off-the-bounce three-point shooters, so it's guys that took... Um, 153s or more last year off the bounce. He, the best in the NBA. Um, sorry. Uh, let me fix that. I just made a mistake. Uh, the best in the NBA last year was Desmond Bain, followed by Mike Conley, Drew Holiday, Darius Garland, Tyrese Halliburton, Kevin Durant. Those were the only guys that were over 40%. Quickly's right behind Dodd at 35%. Like he's in the top 16, 17 off-the-bounce three-point shooters. So this is what he does. He's an He can play the pick and roll. If you go under, he can come up and rise up. He can walk it up and take that shot. It's pretty impressive. Like, that's an elite-level skill for who he is as a player um, when you're talking about quickly. So Grimes is your pull-up shooter. Topham is kind of your body athlete. And quickly is really an off-the-bounce uh three point shooters probably his his greatest skill um, at this point. I always love when I do searches involving Knicks players and they initially go to playoffs and then they never show up. But his catch and shoot game's really poor, frankly. He's you know his natural shooting, which I think some people think is it was thirty two point six percent. So his standstill shooting is not is not terrific. So quickly has to play with his ball. That's when I said, like, I don't know if he's really very good with, for the Knicks with Brunson and Donovan Mitchell. He doesn't really fit. He took 132 catch and shoot threes last year. He made only 43 of them. Um, and so if you start to look at players who took a hundred catch and shoot threes last year, that falls into a pretty low level at, at that percentage, the best in the NBA last year, of guys that took a hundred, where DJ Augustine shoots forty-eight percent, Simons forty-eight percent, Curry. You want to go find guys that shoot took a hundred and shoot thirty, you know, below below league average, below thirty-four uh, percent. You're into a not very high. There there aren't a lot of guys that are doing that. Quickly's in the you know one of the lower percentage guys in all of the NBA um, at that point. So that's worth kind of keeping an eye on when you talk about him and what his skill sets are. So that's where we sit with these guys. That's kind of who they are. I don't think I've got anything else I would add on quickly. Um, Oh, defensively. I didn't get to quickly defensively. Um, And it's a mixed bag. Like, if you look at the overall numbers on quickly defensively, he's at about the 31st percentile. um, I think it was, I said earlier, uh, overall defensively, um, he's in the 36th percentile, which... Of New York Knicks players, only Nerlens Noel was worse last year. Um, on spot-up shooting defensively, so this is, you know, do you affect the shooter in any way, shape, or form. Uh, quickly came in, why can't I find at 38th percentile. Um, guarding the pick-and-roll ball handler, he wasn't bad. He was in the 74th percentile. And then isolation defending, he was in the 6th percentile. He fouled 37% of all times he was defending anybody in isolation. And guys shot 52%. So last year, statistically, one of the least good uh, isolation defenders in the league. Uh, so you've got it. Like, these guys are all, they're all pieces. They're all developing pieces. This is a little bit of the Jazz trade them. Can we develop them into something more than what they were, the Knicks have never been known as a great developmental um, spot for players, and so can you? Can you be the ones that develop them into something different than that? Um, I, you know, we'll be able to see, but that's where. How can you maximize Topham? How can you maximize uh, Topham by the on the catch and shoot? By the way, uh, Derek White was the worst catch and shoot guy in the league. Uh, Topham was actually the ninth worst, and then quickly comes in about the twentieth worst, twenty-fifth worst of those of those kind of guys. Um. Actually, give quickly a little bit more than that. I I had flipped that around. Derek White was not the worst. I I forgot about uh, Jalen Subs was 22%, Josh Giddey 25% on catch and shoot. So they are actually, take that back. Topham was about, I had it backwards, Topham was about the 40th worst and quickly was about the 60th worst of 239. So, um, you know, that's a good summary of who these guys are we're talking about. We hadn't really done that before. Uh, We'll see what happens this weekend. If something breaks, we'll keep you up to date on it. Uh, I'm bouncing around Montana next week. We'll try to get shows out for you. And the next week after that, I'm gone. And I probably will stop getting shows out for you unless there's still stuff to talk about. So at some point, we got to take a break here and get ready for the season. Have a good one. It is Locked On Jazz. Thanks very much for tuning in and making Locked On Jazz your first listen. Make Locked On NFL today for the Top 50 your second listen. It is the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.